everyone, Jamie here from the NOIC Godcast, where we offer wacky wisdom weekly from God's Word. And on today's episode, we are going to be talking about detecting the distractions in our ministries and how we can make sure that we're staying on task. So as many of you know, we are um, a pretty busy church. I mean, we have plenty of ministries going on around here. Honestly, it feels like we keep on adding them like weekly, like we get the announcements and we're like, another one? Wow. (laughs) And it's your fault. I can read between your lines. I know where you're. I, I pick up what you're laying down. Which, honestly, this is not a brag to us. God is just allowing us to be a part of his, you know, perfect plan. You know, he's just using us to do these things. Um, he's blessed us with OCC, the NOIC, many community events throughout the year, podcasts, and our most re- recent edition, LifeWise. While we are so thankful for each and every ministry, Um, That is a lot going on for a small church. Um, On any given Sunday, everyone is busy, you know, running around. Um, Somebody's usually in a meeting, you know, we're planning things, studying, painting, cleaning, cooking, and eating snacks in the fellowship hall. I mean, someone has to do it. They're all out there. They have to be (laughs) eaten. And sometimes it really can feel like it's going smooth. Like, we, we got this. And then other times, our ducks are in a row. We're just not sure where those ducks are, <laughs> truly and honestly. And so how, with all of these things that are going on, how do we not get distracted with all of it? And how do we know which ministries to be a part of, even on just like on a personal level? So you see your church has a few ministries going on, and you have no clue which one you should be a part of. Uh, Do you take the one that's, you know, in your comfort zone that you'd feel comfortable with? Or maybe you need to step out and choose the one that is completely out of your box. I mean, it may seem overwhelming, but one thing you don't want to do is get distracted by emotion. All ministries, if they're given by God, are important. Mm -hmm. And they will more than likely pull on your heartstrings at first. I mean, if a ministry is going on in a church and it doesn't, if it's not given by God, then it's, you, no one should be a part of it. (laughs) But that's what, I think that's what's hard in churches is that all of these ministries are important. There's not a single one in here that doesn't deserve attention from somebody or all people. Yeah. Um, but here are like three things that you can do to help you determine which ministries that you should be actively involved with. Pray that God will show you which one you should be a part of. Because, like, honestly, if you you can feel like you should be a part of one, but God's going to really get, be that ultimate determiner of what and where you should be. Two, sit on the options for a few weeks. Because if you truly have a desire for and a passion for that ministry, the fire won't burn out. It'll be just as strong or even stronger than the day you heard it. I would say that's symbolic, not physically. I just Don't burn. go sit on the OCC boxes, please. Like, I'm just going to sit right on top of this. Nope, I'm a nursery <laughs> worker. No, don't sit on the options. It's all white to be sitting. Why did the children <laughs> squish? <laughs> I mean, we don't sit on the ministry building. I mean, that would be a little bit odd. Um, or three, try each ministry out. But let like the leaders know that you're trying to find your best match because I think it's really it can be disheartening as a leader if sure. someone comes up and is like I want to be all in for this and then yeah. they're like gone in a week. I think there's a difference too between and I think our church is really great at this. There's a difference between um, supporting a ministry and being engaged yes. in a ministry yes. because I think that 
I don't know that I specifically believe that God will call a church body to a ministry, but like Sally gets to sit out. Yes. Like, you yep. know what I mean? Now, Sally mm-hmm. may not be called to necessarily volunteer in that ministry or head up that ministry, but ultimately, Sally, if she's a part of the body, yep. she was called also to this ministry to support this ministry. Yes. And so there is a difference in that that I just yep. wanted to clarify. Well, and that's what... That's what I'm about to Fine, say. Fine, I just, I digress. <laughs> and that, that, that's what I was going to say is that, and that you're right on the point, is that if a, if you're part of a church and your church has a ministry, you should be involved in it in some capacity. In Whether that's just helping, you may not be the person running it. You may not be the person that's going to every event, but you can be the person that's in the fellowship hall wording, working the nitty gritty or trying even, to. Even just praying for them. Yes, right. and praying for them. And you can be the ones that's helping pack bags. We actually have people packing bags. There's literally bags. people packing bags right now. <laughs> they may never show up at, and it's for LifeWise, but they may never show up at a LifeWise event, but they're packing bags and those bags are used for that. And so I don't think it's a, well, that's not my ministry. Every ministry in the church is your ministry. It's just what capacity that you're acting in those. Um, so you've weighed out all your options, okay? You've, you've chosen and you've earnestly prayed and you've waited and allowed God to give you the answer that you've been searching for. You finally have a ministry and or ministries because usually that's how it works. You don't just get one. <laughs> so you're so excited and now you're either a leader of this ministry or you're just a very active member. You cannot express the excitement that you have and you hit the ground running and you're just so excited and you think this is just going to be perfect. That is until the distractions start hitting you. The electric goes out at registration. (laughs) The the electric goes out and you want to just cry. And you're like, don't make eye contact with me, please. (laughs) But honestly, you know, you're so excited and then it just hits you. Now, you're no dummy. You want to say something? Well, I wanted to tell you said that. I want to see what comes after that sentence. (laughs) Don't really finish. (laughs) So you're no dummy. You know that Satan is sneaky. You listened to last week's podcast. <laughs> so you know that 1 Peter 5, 8 says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. But because you know that, you, can't, you, know, you know this thing, so you can't be fooled by Satan. So what could possibly distract you? Did you have something no, to no, say? Keep going. I'm not a dummy. The use of the word dummy just completely. <laughs> it did. It shut me down. He's like, I'm That's not my that. kryptonite. <laughs> Is that all I had to do? <laughs> These 30 years, I just needed that word. I'm not 30 shut years up. old. <laughs> so you start your ministry journey, and that means that you are opening yourself to the opinions of the church either with yourself or just the ministry in general. And whether you started this ministry or you just joined in on an existing ministry, people are going to talk. So you're chatting with a friend at church, and across the pew you hear people complaining about a decision made inside your ministry, which makes you upset because you know that this was the correct choice and this is what the leadership was led to choose. And without thinking or even noticing, Satan has distracted you. Now the only thing you can think of is that member and how disappointed you are in them. So easily your focus, which was once on God and his will, you're just more focused on choosing or trying to change this person's mind or proving them wrong or even just thinking that if this person was as godly as I am, they would understand. Or if they were as involved in this ministry as I am, they would understand. And the funny thing is, is that we don't even see this as the distraction. Because this is something that you weren't even supposed to hear. 
It was something across the room. It wasn't even said directly to you. So we think there's no way that this is from Satan. There's no way that this is a distraction because I wasn't even supposed to. I was just happened by. And then it just creeps into everything. You now, I mean, nowadays we don't typically have this problem as much in our church. I feel like the majority of our church is fairly on board with most of the things that we do. Um, but to be honest, I remember very vividly a day when it was 10% doing everything and 90% not doing anything. And I was a part of that 10%. And when you're in that 10%, you almost feel like you get so distracted by the 90. You get distracted by the people that aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing. Um, I actually remember there was a point at which there was, you know, something going on and something was said directly to me and I didn't say something because I was so young. I didn't say something, but I really wanted to lash out and be like, you stupid, you don't know what's going on. You're not a part of this. You don't get word in this situation. But honestly, that was just pride. Mm -hmm. I wasn't looking at God. I wasn't focused on God. I wasn't focused on the, what is this ministry supposed to be? I was focused on proving that person wrong. Mm -hmm. I was focused on making sure that person knew that they were in the wrong, you know? Um, So you start focusing on others and their downfalls. And I'm certain that I missed opportunities within that ministry to be a, that I was a part of, like I missed, let me say that again. I missed out on opportunities inside of that ministry to move up or to expand out because I was so focused on other people. Yeah. I, go ahead. I, I think it's a couple things. The dummy wore off. I, I did. The did. Dummy. I'm back. <laughs> uh, so a couple of things. So I think first, like, you guys, oh, at least one of you at this table know, I would say probably all three of you know, mm-hmm. I am diabolically opposed to the uh, mentality that, like, God opens a door or he closes a door. Yeah, yeah. The reason being is that's totally unbiblical. That's yeah. a problem for me. But the reason is so just like ministry. So, like, when things go hard, mm-hmm. when things are difficult, when the electric does go out of registration, what that says is God closed that door. Mm-hmm. When in reality, God's saying, have faith in me that I'm going to get you through what yes. looks like a closed door. It's, yes. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? And so I think one, the one distraction that every ministry comes with, uh, to the conclusion of is distractions of obstacles. Yes. Like if you are in ministry, you are going to have obstacles and like you can crumble or you can grow. Yeah. Right. And so. I think it's just important to note that like distractions come in the form of obstacles and for ministry, like there are ministries that sink because of obstacles, mm-hmm. uh, but then there are ministries who triumph over them and glorify God all the more. The second thing I was going to say mm-hmm. was that this is, Jesus says this on a personal level, but I think it totally applies mm-hmm. to a ministry that we will be hated and persecuted for his yes. name's sake. Now, yes. obviously that is specifically to an individual for the namesake of Christ. Okay. And I don't want to mix mm-hmm. that metaphor, but I think that like you can almost apply that to ministry because um, I dropped my phone. Uh, <laughs> and I thought no one heard it. Then you did it. Then I brought it up. So now everyone knows. Anyhow, um, in, in ministry, I think that applies because like people are going to talk. Like as yes. long as you are ministering to people, which is the only thing that God really calls us to. Uh, no, then ministering to garbage cans. Or garbage cans. Uh, <laughs> Saving the world. <laughs> uh, yeah, one duck at a time. Uh, but God calls us to minister to people, and as long as you're ministering to people, they're going to have yes. an opinion, a say-so, negative word, a complaint. Yep. Um, but I think, like you said, 
really the distraction is that in that is not what they said. The distraction in that is almost more yourself yes. getting in the way of the ministry. Yes. Like I don't, I don't know if Miguel can speak to this or not, but I know like even in just uh, being a leader in the church and just just even preaching and teaching and just speaking a lot in front of the church. It is a real tendency for me to feel the weight or even gauge the weight of how something was taken, received, yeah. accepted, applied, you know yeah. what I mean? And to gauge that as the success of a message or a lesson. And like, you can apply that to, to a ministry as well. Yes. But what we need to get at is that really is a distraction. Why? Because the goal is mm-hmm. you did what Christ said. You, yeah. you did what he asked of you and the pieces fall where they may. Jesus tells us people will not react well. Yeah. They will not like it. They will not take it well. Yeah. Um, and so that's, I kind of shared a little bit last week, but this is something I've had to really live recently in the last several weeks, Mm -hmm. uh, very heavily on my, on my life. Um, and it's not a fun lesson, Mm -hmm. but I feel like no matter how long you've been in ministry, it always takes on a new approach, Approach. a new technique and it still distracts you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Same lesson all the time. Well, and that's the thing too, is that inside of that, and that's where I was going to go next is that Kind of like, so I think I'm such a dummy. So when you, you, when you're, it's the whole being focused on yourself. So you're focused on, I need to prove this. I need this. uh, It's me, 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 me. And in those times, how many times has someone in that 90% wanted to help and we didn't allow because they had already in our minds, they didn't deserve it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? They have to step up to this level. Yeah. Like, so like if they're not, they haven't been a part of, so like, for example, um, the NOIC, like when we first started, our church wasn't all involved. You know what I mean? When we first started, it was like a ragtag group of Motley crew. I mean, it was. <laughs> I mean, it still is, but we're just bigger now. <laughs> like in size and in amount of people. Um, okay. <laughs> but like there was only, you know, a few of us. If we had hold it, like if we had held on to that ministry so tightly that, no, you guys can't have this because you didn't jump on board when it was, you know, first starting – how many of these people wouldn't have been like? How many people would have missed out on camp? Well, I think the ministry would have crumbled. Well, and what's yeah. what's worse, them not being a part of it, or you claiming ownership of Christ's ministry? Right. Yeah, exactly. And deciding who gets to yeah. have a right. say. So, like yep. that's all. That's worse to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of it too is um, when you go through situations like that, you got to take a step back and remind yourself. Um, you kind of got to recover this, right? Right, but why am I doing this? Is yeah. it to further his kingdom yeah. or is it just to grow this ministry? Right, and, and, and you can get so lost in that mm-hmm. so quick, yeah. you know what I mean? And then feelings get hurt. I, I mean, I, I, I speak sh- shamefully, you know what I mean? That yeah. you know, when I I, I forget why we're doing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like you said, pride gets in the way and yep. stuff. And but the one thing that I can say is God is faithful to remind you that this is his ministry, yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So at that point, you have to ask yourself whether you're um, a part of it or you're in the leadership part of it is, mm-hmm. am I going to continue in feeling this way and, you know, continue in acting on my feelings being hurt? Or am I going to humble myself and be like, you know what, Lord, yeah. forgive me. This is your ministry. And I'm, we're going to get back on track yeah. Yeah. and continue, you know, because that's how it grows. And sometimes those obstacles, you know, those, uh, as Josh says, he doesn't like those doors being closed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The, those are the obstacles that God has placed on you right. to test your faithfulness. Right. You know exactly. what I mean? And like you said, there's no such thing as a door being closed, but God wants to see your faithfulness. Right. Yep. Are you going to follow me or is this going to deter yeah. you? Right. Yeah. And I think too, uh, so speaking for NOYC mm. specifically, but, but really every ministry, <laughs> uh, I think that it's easy to get distracted by gauging success. Yes. Yes. Um, 
you know, Jeremiah was a real guy. He was not a bullfrog <laughs> that I'm aware of, uh, or duck or trash can. Uh, but he was a real person who God told him ahead of time, hey, by the way, yeah. no, no one's going to yeah. listen. Zero success Could you imagine rate. stepping out and being like, okay. Well, fine. Uh, and how many of us would go through with ministry, whatever ministry involved, how many yeah. of you, how many of us would go through with ministry if that were what God called you to? And yet, yeah. Jeremiah was faithful. But the other thing, too, I was thinking was what Paul writes, where some, some plant, some water, some Bring, mm-hmm. and, but God brings the increase. Yep. How often do we get distracted by that increase factor mm-hmm. when God's only called us to plant our water? Do you know yep. when you water something, you see nothing happening? Like yep. Especially if it's before it's sprouted, right? Yep. You're just watering, you're watering, you're watering. Nothing. Yep. The increase is not our business. Yeah. And yet we get so distracted by numbers, by success, mm-hmm. by retention, by all of these things. That's that's really not our business. That's yeah, I mean, God the brings the increase. The beautiful part about that story in Jeremiah, right? Like no one in his lifetime listened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But think about how many people have Absolutely. been blessed since the writing of yeah. that book, right? Yeah. How many people have been um, ministered to yeah. because of his faithfulness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, and that was no one listened to in that time. Yeah. And so a lot of times we just see in the now. Right. No one is listening to me now, but we don't. See how God sees Absolutely. in the big picture. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, and that reminds me of modern day, like Jim Elliott. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gave his life, died at a very young age, but yeah. because of his seed of his life planted, his his wife was able to minister his story around yeah. literally around the world. Fifty years later, we're still talking about yeah. Jim Elliott, and so mm-hmm. it's the we same modern day story. Changed that yeah. village. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's why I was going to ask you guys if you guys wanted to share a time in your life that you were distracted in your ministry. Would anybody be brave enough to actually give a specific? Just one. <laughs> just one specific? <laughs> just one time or just one person? Oh, yeah. The both. <laughs> <laughs> You've only been distracted once. <laughs> anybody? Mm. Uh, yeah, I'll speak to it. Uh, this was uh, especially for uh, NYC. Um, so as someone who... Didn't wasn't part of the original mm-hmm. ragtag. You're <laughs> <laughs> probably blessed, honestly. <laughs> um, I came here and I just saw the excitement of the church. So I don't know what you guys are talking about because I yeah. didn't experience that. Yep. But I saw the excitement of the church, and through that, I I remember being excited about it. Mm-hmm. And so we were in a in a season of our life that um it was just my oldest boy, and Amanda was pregnant with our with our second uh, with our second son, mm-hmm. and I had pretty much um taking care of him uh, his whole life yep. you know what i mean I'm, because of my, our situation i'm a stay-at-home dad and and i had uh taken care of him. he's never been in a daycare he's never no one's ever babysat for us mm-hmm. you know he's always been under my care and so i remember speaking very uh, um openly with amanda how you know something was stirring inside of me i don't know if it was because of the excitement of the people or whatever mm-hmm. but i mentioned to her you know maybe we can go down this was back when it was down in uh where's that um, Menden. Menden, right? Menden. Maybe we can go down and just catch a couple of the afternoon services, mm-hmm. even if we're not able to, just because, you know, we had worked on the all the work days right. and stuff, so we wanted to kind of see what it was about. And so Amanda made the comment, well, why don't you go? Mm-hmm. Why don't you go to the, the, you know, again, God is putting a burden for me for this ministry, right, to go. Mm-hmm. And I told her no, because who's going to take care of Javi mm-hmm. while I'm gone? And so... She said, uh, maybe we can go put him in daycare. And I was uh, immediately, like, I was like, no way. <laughs> and so what she did was she went and she told your dad. She told, my, my wife works with your with your dad. Uh, mm-hmm. She told Tom. And Tom told Josh. And this was, you know, outside of, like, she just went ahead and did it without yeah. talking to me. <laughs> yeah. and I, I remember being upset about it. Mm-hmm. But I knew that it was God doing something at that point. You know what I mean? We're talking about distractions. Well, the distraction was that. I didn't want no one to take care of my son. Yeah. Well, what if something happens to my, you know, all these yeah. things, all these things that the enemy starts putting in. What if this happens? What if that happens? Yeah. So those were the distractions. 
And that was my first year there. And as you guys know, that's a year that did God transform my life completely. Yep. Not only did he um, um, show me that he was going to take care of my family mm-hmm. at that point, mm-hmm. but he also um, he called me to be a preacher at that, at, yeah. at that specific, uh, you know, youth camp. Um, I'm not because of my faithfulness. You right. know what I mean? Right. Um, he saw that I was faithful with this. And so he gave me more yeah. you know what i mean yeah. and he gave me more of a ministry you know yeah. what i mean and that's what god does he continues to to add to our plate if yep. you will yep. to continue to minister to his people um but that was the uh, distractions come in many different ways and sometimes it, it hits yeah. close to home yeah. so. and you probably at that moment didn't think that was a distraction you're no. like this is what i have to do <laughs> yeah. this is my necessity this is what i you don't even think of it as being a distraction yeah. exactly yeah Hello, How are you doing? <laughs> I mean, mine probably goes back to the, the ragtag team. <laughs> I can remember, like, we would be working, like, I feel like it was, like, five of us. Yeah. Doing all of on camp. On a good day. On yeah. a good day. <laughs> if everybody showed up and brought friends. It was and, five uh, of us, but three of us were eating snacks. Yeah. yeah. Saying, yeah. At first you said ten, now you're saying five. No, we just keep going. <laughs> Pretty sure it was just me. And, like, it would be, like, we would be putting everything into it, and everyone else would be going having fun, enjoy, having a summer. It was that. What is that? (laughs) And I would just be so upset and so like completely missing the whole point of camp. And I think it was um, White Flag Faith. Mm. Whatever year that was. 18. Okay. I feel like that's the year that God really was like, who is this about? What is this about? And I think that that's when things started changing for me. Because for most of the time up till then, so it's a long time. What, 14? Is that when we started this? What? 14 is 15, 14 camp? I don't know what you're asking right now. You're asking of two numbers. I was like, I was like, 14 is not even close. I know. I'm like. (laughs) So I would would be focused on the wrong thing because they get to go have fun and I'm working here. And then I feel like, well, they're the ones missing out on the blessing. When in fact, I was letting them steal my blessing. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Hey, how you doing over there? I honestly like I I feel like this is how is I this feel. all day every yeah, day thing? Like, that's exactly what I was gonna say God's word calls us sheep for a reason yes like sheep are like the squirrels of the larger <laughs> mammal world I don't know if you consider sheep a larger mammal a small mammal like they're not you they're get medium. what I'm saying they're, they're the distracted cat of the sheep world of farm world let me say it this way yeah it is uh, I was about to say something it's when you cut and paste over and over yeah. and over again <laughs> God's word calls us sheep because we are dumb Mm -hmm. and we're distracted. Mm -hmm. And I'm both of those (laughs) things as I'm proving right now. Um, And I feel my, I feel my days are filled with more distractions uh, probably than most people in a lifetime. And yet it's a, it's a, as, as much as I don't want to be distracted, it's a welcomed opportunity to be guided by God. Yeah. And so with every distraction, I feel like it's just a new opportunity for him to smack me with the rod and mm-hmm. get me back on the road. And so like I could talk about NOAC stories. Yeah. I could talk about church stories. I could talk about life stories. I could talk about family stories. I could talk yeah. about so many areas of my life where I've been distracted and God just had to mm-hmm. guide me back where I need to be. Yep. Um, and kind of kind of to echo Miguel's a uh, little bit, I think it's interesting that ministry can be a distraction for ministry. Yes. Because just like Miguel, like family is a real ministry. Mm -hmm. And like 
we're called to disciple our own families, to be ministers of the house, mm-hmm. to we're called to that even foremost, right? Even beyond uh, anything else God calls us to. And how many pastors, how many preachers, how many ministers have really lost their family because mm-hmm. they've elevated ministry? And that's totally unbiblical. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally one of the qualifications of a preacher is to have your household in order. <laughs> Somehow we forget about that, but that's literally one of the qualifications. But regardless, God's people are called to minister at home first. Yeah. And yet we can allow ministry, LifeWise, NYC, mm-hmm. Godcast, any of these things to become a distraction for ministry. Mm-hmm. Either family distracts me from ministry or mm-hmm. ministry distracts me from family or ministries distract me from other ministries. And yeah. so it doesn't just have to be Satan roaring. It doesn't just have to be um, people complaining. Yeah. It can just be doing God's work. That yeah. becomes a distraction. And I would say for my life, that's probably been the biggest distraction is that. Life. Just in general. Yeah. I think the beautiful thing, though, is that's a good gauge to see if if you're doing it the right way. Right. Yeah. right? If, yeah. if my family is being taken care of, if I'm ministering to my family, yeah. mm-hmm. but I'm also ministering right. to the people where God has right. placed me in. And I and maybe this is just a me thing. Like I, you guys, you you do you, but like one of the things that I do with Juliet because mm-hmm. it is important to me that she did. I I grew I grew up with so many people who ran away from the Lord at yeah. age 18 because they resented ministry, yeah. their family's ministry. And so it's so important to me that, yes, that she's disciple, but that she understands why we do things and that she doesn't resent the things we do. And so there's nothing that I enjoy more than having her join me and help me on projects, NYC, LifeWise, whatever. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that I try to do to gauge that, I'll ask her, baby, why do we do, why do, we do LifeWise? And she'll either A, give me an explanation, or B, she has no explanation. And so, so for example, LifeWise, that's obviously not this podcast. We don't have a podcast, but they do have a podcast. We don't have a podcast. Yep. But that's obviously, you know, a ministry we're doing here. And so when we were, were working on this, she was coming with me and setting up this and coming with me mm-hmm. and working on this. So she was getting drug along a lot this summer for LifeWise. And so I asked her and she she didn't know what it was. And so I explained to her, I'm like, you know, there you get to come to church every Sunday. You have a mom and dad to tell you, you know, read the Bible with you every, every day. You get to hear about Jesus all the time. I said, baby, do you realize... There are so many kids right in our backyard, right in our neighborhood, who have never heard the name Jesus before. Mm-hmm. They don't have a church. They don't have a mom and dad who tell them about that. And she looked at me and said, we've got to tell them. Yeah. And that, to <laughs> yeah. me, grasped that she understood why we're doing LifeWise. Yep. And for me as a dad, like it made it okay that yeah. we're ministering together because it's totally biblical to minister together. Yes. But Absolutely. to drag her along and force her to do things without understanding why we do things, I think, and, and Miguel already yep. spoke to that, but I think that that really is a difference. Yeah. Honestly, currently the issue that I'm having that's and it's not an issue Tolkien of Tolkien can't form sentences. He can't form sentences. <laughs> he just says, eh. Yes, he does. Yeah. And sometimes he goes, woo. <laughs> Only in church. Only in church. <laughs> or he just cries. But here's the thing I'm like I have a struggle with, and it's a pride issue. So I have youth ministry. And then we also, I also have Tolkien, which is the youth ministry on a whole nother level. (laughs) And so my problem I have currently is the distraction of being able to ask for help when I need it. Mm. So like when, because I can't obviously have Tolkien because he's so little. Like it would be different if he was three, four, five, you know what I mean? Take him somewhere. But like in junior church and different things like that, like for me, it's hard for me to like go and be like, can you watch him? Can you do this for me? Because I don't want to be that person. But that's the whole pride thing. I got to get rid of me because it's not about me. Jesus wants me to give Tolkien to somebody for a little bit so I can go teach these kids about Jesus. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But so that's the current thing that I'm dealing with at the moment. Is everybody... Settled in the table so I can go to the next thing. You're not a dummy? Probably. (laughs) (laughs) So you can't stop the distractions from coming. They're always going to be there. 
However, you do get the choice of allowing it to take your eyes off of God. Truly, the only way to keep yourself from getting distracted is to keep the focus on God. And I know that sounds really cliche and easy, but it's actually very difficult. And it is a learned behavior. I know this is going to sound silly, but think of like a service dog. Those dogs go through rigorous training to be able to learn their job. And most of the time, their jobs are literally life and death. They can be trained to spot things that their owners are allergic to, or they can tell if someone's going to have a seizure, or even if an owner's heart is not working properly. And I got to be honest, those are some really amazing things and very, very important and very needed. But it doesn't matter if they can do that job if they're distracted by every little thing. Most of a service dog's training is spent teaching them to pay attention to their owner, even if they're in a chaotic setting. That is how we should be with God. We also have a very important job to do, but we can't do our job if we're not focused on God. My um, considerable quote doesn't have a person. (laughs) Not every fight the enemy picks with us is worth our time or attention. And I think that's really hard because you want to fight. You want to fight back. You're like, this thing is happening. I want to fight it. But not everything is worth it. The irony of that, and we could do a whole, that, that's a good episode for next week. <laughs> you could do a whole episode on that. But yeah. uh, the fact that Jesus never engaged yeah. with the enemy. You think about when he's tempted out of the wilderness. You think about when he's on the cross. You think about all these different times when they're trying to blame him, distract him. Yep. He never engages. Yeah. And my featured content this week, and not necessarily fits the, it's not necessarily something that it like exactly matches the theme, but this song was on my mind all week this week. So even then by Micah Tyler, it's a really, really good song. But I honestly just think that that's what you guys needed to hear this week. Um, Trivia, I don't know. You didn't have trivia last week. I didn't, so there was no answer. But um, we didn't ever. No, we don't have trivia last week. I know, but. We don't have trivia this week. This week you're canceling her. This week, next, last week, wherever we are, <laughs> I'm distracted. No, they never got an answer to the other one. I know that's what I was saying. I don't know the answer, oh. so I'm saying we didn't have it last week. Leave it at that one. Okay. <laughs> well, if you got that wrong, good for you, because <laughs> no one's gonna know. <laughs> um, this week, um, my question is: What animal or animals are considered as service animals according to the ADA? Not sheep. Not sheep. A. Dogs and cats. B, dogs and birds. C, only dogs. D, dogs and miniature horses. Mm. (laughs) I hope I did the birthdays right this week. Who knows? Who knows? (laughs) Happy birthday this week to Sam Bradford, Shelly Wilson, Elizabeth Adam, and Sam Wolf. Did we have anything from the mailroom? No, we're still. Tears. That's right. We had tears in the mailroom. We had tears. (laughs) We went and cried because there was no mail. Oh man, you went over there. I just want you going up to the mailbox and just. <laughs> I hopped inside and just crammed myself to sleep. Big room for no mail. whole mail room is empty. Um, but yeah, that's all I have for today. That's that's the end of this train wreck. Um, thank you guys for joining in. Make sure to subscribe, like, comment, give us some feedback. We want to hear about it. Um, stop our tears. Yeah, stop our tears. Write to us. Let Don't us know that you're still there. <laughs> Don't get distracted. I'm sure that's what it is. Everyone's wrote a letter. It's just sitting They're on just the couch. <laughs> they haven't put the postage on it. Listen, there are a few things harder Thinking than actually postage. putting something in the mail. Yeah. Like, yeah. For you know, real. you can just put it in your own mailbox. 
and put the I flag up. My, I don't have a flag, oh. and my mailman won't pick it up out of my mailbox. Oh, he doesn't. He usually doesn't look. Flag? He just no. He just doesn't look. Like oh. I'll stick it upright. He just doesn't look. He Is just on your house or do you? Have, it's on our house. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's probably why. That's probably why. So I have to mail everything here. <laughs> he literally. He does. I watch him in our camera. He'll he'll walk past it, not look at it, and just reach for what's there, not looking. You with should put something fuzzy inside sometimes. I don't know why I thought a watermelon. Just put a watermelon in there. But like, why is your watermelon fuzzy? Like, like open, like the, a slice moldy, of watermelon. Moldy watermelon. <laughs> Modern melon. I think we're getting distracted. All right. Well, thank you guys, and we will see you next week. Goodbye. Bye-bye. You're not a dummy. Probably. You Could can't use that? that. You can't use that. I refuse. I'm not even going to say what I refuse because then you'll use that. <laughs>